welcome to The Meeting Room, a place to gather and discuss all things relating to meat safety, quality, and production. My name is Brianna Boozman, and I'm glad to have you join me this week. In the past week in the United States, approximately 640,000 cattle and nearly 2.4 million hogs were harvested. In total, over 1 billion pounds of red meat were produced. There seemed to be a lot of interesting news this week, so rather than just briefly highlighting a few stories, this week's episode is going to be focused on what's currently going on across the meat industry, and we'll discuss some of the relevant topics uh, in the news world. Information that will be shared comes from Meeting Place, Veg News, Reuters, and the Associated Press, as well as USDA reports. Kroger announced a partnership with Drone Express to offer grocery delivery by drone. This program will be tested in Centerville, Ohio, and the drone will connect to customers' smartphones, which would enable delivery almost anywhere. So this means that if you're cooking and you realize that you're um, out of olive oil or if you're at the beach and you want a snack, you would be able to make a grocery delivery from Kroger and have it be delivered directly to you. Impossible Foods received the child nutrition label from the USDA. One of the goals of Impossible Foods is to get their product into schools nationwide within the coming year. Uh, Pilot programs have been started with Impossible Foods by donating cases of its product to various schools to have them incorporate them into their lunches. So one of the concerns that uh, could be raised with this, with the opinion of plant-based versus Um, animal-based proteins aside, is the high use of soy in plant-based proteins. Soy is a major allergen and could cause some concern if uh, really highly incorporated into students' diets. Um, I will say that soy is currently used as a binder in some ground beef patties as well, Um, and that's an area that is getting highly researched as a way to try to remove that allergen risk by incorporating other products into those patties and um, making them high quality. So that'll be something that'll be interesting to see um, if areas pick up those plant-based patties at all. Um, According to the article, when kids were given educational materials about animal agriculture's impact on climate change, about 63% of them said that they were somewhat or much more likely to eat less meat. Now, these kids aren't the ones who are responsible for purchasing decisions of their household, nor are they deciding what's on the menu, but they will be someday. And so if they're continually hearing negative comments on the ag industry with no one sharing the other side of the story, it could quickly turn into a losing battle. So if given the opportunity, I encourage you to find ways to uh, try to promote the industry in your community and in the school system. Um, I guess for me, that is what my full-time position is focused on. It's youth meat extension. And so I have the opportunity to work with college students um, on the meat evaluation side. So the class that I teach is focused on uh, meat and carcass evaluation. So looking at quality and yield in those various aspects. But I also have the opportunity to work with youth across the state of Nebraska Um, and I'm working to help develop some curriculum programs that can be used in schools 
and providing opportunities to teach about meat science, both careers in the meat industry, as well as just where their meat comes from. And so it's something that I really enjoy doing, but I highly encourage you if you have the opportunity uh, to try to do some of that promotion in your community as well. A federally inspected nonprofit meat packing plant is planned to be opened in Montana. The $2.5 million facility will be able to process up to 300 animals a month. Uh, the plant will be run by a producer partnership and is set to be running by 2022. The producer partnership was started during 2020 with the intent to help those in need throughout the pandemic. Together, they donated nearly 80,000 pounds of ground beef in 2020, and the plant will continue to be used to support those in need with the goal of donating 140,000 pounds of beef a year. According to various articles, producers who donate cattle for the food banks and to be used in this nonprofit would also have the opportunity to have their own product processed under inspection at this plant uh, to be able to be used and then support their own direct-to-consumer sales. So basically, if they're willing to donate some beef for this nonprofit and donate beef to be able to be given to others, they would have the opportunity uh, to use the plant in order to get beef for their own direct-to-consumer uh, business. I'm not sure what all the details on that look like, but it'll be an interesting program to see that getting up and running. And you know, there's a lot of need in the meat industry right now to get places online that have inspection available, uh, specifically for those direct-to-consumer sales. Um, I'm really interested to see following COVID or kind of post-COVID if uh, that continues. So the pandemic really changed how a lot of people approach different aspects of their lives. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if it caused a permanent change in how people think about and purchase their meat products. This past year, we saw a lot of demand uh, in the local products, a lot of demand in the direct-to-consumer, and will be interesting to see if that continues going forward. Uh, and I will say that coming out of 2020, there was a lot of really cool stories that had a pretty sad start. So I know at University of Nebraska, when the plants were shut down and producers were searching for a place to bring their animals, it opened up an opportunity for our meat science group to work with the Nebraska Pork Producers Association and farmers in the area to process hogs that could be donated to food banks here in Lincoln and in Omaha. Uh, similar to what happened uh, with this producer partnership, just on a much smaller scale. And in total, uh, the group here in Nebraska was able to donate nearly 10,000 pounds of pork. And I know a lot of other universities and groups across the nation did very similar programs. And, you know, it was great to be able to see that community interaction and to be able to get a high quality protein into a lot of different people's hands. Um, it came from an absolutely terrible situation and something that, I, you know, I hope doesn't happen again. Uh, but it was still great to see a positive outcome from it. All right, so moving on, Senator John Thune and Representative Dusty Johnson from my home state of South Dakota submitted a letter to Attorney General Garland asking him to pursue the U.S. Department of Justice investigation into the beef industry. 
Uh, the goal of this was to help ensure fair and transparent markets. Senators and representatives from multiple different states signed on and hope to continue to see this initiative pushed forward. Kraft Heinz is recalling over 13,500 pounds of frozen soup because of misbranding and undeclared allergens. The Chef Francisco Minestrone Condensed Soup and Vegetable Beef and Barley Condensed Soup both contained milk and eggs, which are known allergens, but were not included on the label. Oftentimes when a recall occurs, it's not because the product is unsafe or unfit for consumption. Uh, most of the time, they're actually perfectly fine, but it's often due to a labeling issue, such as in this case when an allergen uh, was not declared on the label. Many times these ingredients are included in trace amounts, they're processed in conjunction with other products uh, that may contain those ingredients, and uh, they may not even be at a level that is dangerous to many people, but just out of safety for one person, uh, they need to be pulled from the market. And so to me, that's really one of the great things about the U.S. production system. Recalls are never great. Uh, but if and when, there's never going to be a perfect system, uh, mistakes are made, there's an ability to be able to fix that problem and a incredible traceability system to be able to get them off the market. The Texas House of Representatives approved legislation that would ban the terms meat, beef, pork, and poultry on labels of plant-based proteins. Terms like burger are still allowed, uh, but the bill is now on the way to the state Senate. And it's great to see these legislations moving forward. Uh, food labels have a requirement of a proper product name that gives a truthful description of the product. And so calling something meat that is not from an animal-based protein is not a truthful description. So now I just hope that they move on to milk um, and can get that area covered next. In Argentina, meat prices have increased over 22% since the beginning of 2021 and over 64% in the last year. Because of this, the government in Argentina has banned meat exports for a minimum of 30 days in an effort to get the market in order. This did not sit well with many producers. Last time a similar ban was put into place, it was intended to only last six months and stayed in place for nearly 10 years. Argentina is the fifth largest beef exporter in the world, and according to Reuters, in 2020, Argentina exported nearly 895,000 tons of beef, or about $2.7 billion worth, um, and over half of that went to China. There was many producers and groups upset about this ban on exports, um, and so it will be interesting to see if that's something that does last just those 30 days, um, or if it ends up being extended. Missouri State University and the University of Arkansas are working together to offer a program that is focused on poultry science. This degree plan would let Missouri State animal science students transfer to University of Arkansas their senior year in the poultry program. Uh, this way they would receive a degree from both universities. Students would be able to graduate with a bachelor's degree from MSU in animal science and U of A in agricultural food and life sciences with a poultry science focus. This seems like a really great opportunity for students. 
Animal science programs are quite broad and oftentimes students have the opportunity to somewhat focus their degree in a specific area. So for example, uh, my degree was in animal science, but for many of my production oriented classes, I chose to take them focused in meat science. So this included classes like advanced meat science and a course that was focused on value added or processed meats. I have friends who also received an animal science degree, but their focus was more on uh, beef and production, which allowed them to take classes in cow-calf management or feedlot-focused courses. So the combination between Missouri and Arkansas uh, seems like a really neat opportunity as not many universities have a poultry science program or an opportunity for students to get that focus or really even much of those classes. So it's really, really great to see students getting that opportunity. So this report is not totally meat related, but it is about Arby's, so I think it's gonna count. Um, and it's something that's pretty near and dear to my heart, and it's that uh, $1 floats are back. So Arby's offers Coke, root beer, or Dr. Pepper floats, and they're available for a limited time. Um, and let me tell you, they're, they're fantastic. And so if you're having a bad day, or if you're having a good day, or if you're just having a day and you want to make it a little bit better, stop by Arby's and get a float and a roast beef and cheddar sandwich and your day will be made even better. It was reported this week that March beef imports were 273 million pounds, which was down by 25.8 million pounds, or about 8.6% from last year. On the other hand, also in March, the U.S. exported the largest volume of beef on record. In total, they shipped about 300 million pounds of beef, which was 32.9 million pounds, or 12.3% higher than last year. At that time, exports to Japan, the largest market for exported U.S. beef, were down. However, shipments to China were increased. A recent poll in Canada found that of respondents who were 34 years old or younger, 31% said they were considering removing beef from their diet. However, beef remains popular among consumers, with 92% of the respondents saying that they eat beef, and 65% of them saying that they eat it more than once a week. If you're gearing up for summer, one of the things that you may be looking forward to is baseball. The LA Dodgers recently announced a multi-year partnership with Papa Centeas, a family-owned local manufacturer who will produce the Dodger dogs that uh, the LA Dodger Stadium is known for. So far this season, over 100,000 Dodger dogs have been sold at the concession stands in the stadium. General Mills recently purchased a pet treat company from Tyson Foods for $1.2 billion. Included in the purchase was various pet treat brands and the plant that is located in Iowa. The pet food industry is a $35 billion industry and this specific business totaled nearly $240 million in the past year. Many people are celebrating May as Beef Month. From social media campaigns, fun runs, recipe exchanges, meat giveaways, beef passports, or maybe just throwing on a couple extra ribeyes, the month is being recognized by many different people. 
Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt hosted a barbecue under a billboard that was sponsored by PETA that encouraged people to go vegan and called the governor a meathead. The governor responded saying that agriculture is a huge part of the state and he would continue to support it. He also mentioned that he was supportive of people's free choice, even in their diet, uh, whether that be choosing to go vegan or eating an extra hamburger. And finally, Popeyes and Chick-fil-A better watch out. There's a new competitor in the chicken sandwich world. Pilot Flying J is adding a southern chicken sandwich and a spicy chicken sandwich to their travel stops. In addition to the sandwiches, some wrap options will also be available. You know, some of my favorite pizza comes from a gas station, and so I don't think there's any reason that a truck stop couldn't do well in a chicken sandwich battle. Taco Bell is also adding a naked chicken chalupa, which has fried chicken as the shell, and Carl's Jr. and Hardee's are offering three new sandwiches which feature their hand-breaded chicken tenders. And that wraps up the news for this week. Thank you for joining me in the meeting room, and I look forward to visiting with you again soon.